Prince chief Congo Sekute set his throne in a thatched gazebo. Outside his palace, beside him were his female attendants, his senior wife, protected detail, and servants casually fanning him with broad palm branches. The heat of the African sun at midday was intolerable, even for this nomad king who had grown up with it. I have news for you. Ambelambi asks for your assistance in retaining his throne. His niece informed him, lifting a wooden mortar to pound groundnuts for her delicacy of dried meat and groundnuts or ifisashi. Do you know where they went wrong? Mm -mm. They placed a small boy on the throne of a mighty king. This shall be their downfall, Chief Sekute Kongo thought, rising from his shed to sharpen his spear. His father had denied my request to settle in the area. Now we must prepare for a one-sided battle. And, and what does he suggest I get out of this for betraying his own blood? Access to land. An ally against the Makololo and Sevitwani, of course, the wise niece said. She was a diplomat, a schemer, an intelligent strategist. Very few people in the palace knew of her connection with Sekute. She was the spy he had deployed into the kingdom to leak confidential information and whispers to him. In any case, convey my interest. Prepare the battle drums for war, for we shall have a clear victory. Sekute sighed, his eye on the sharpened end of his spear. He thought of assembling an elite team of mercenaries to carry out the secret operation. Before moving into Sesheke, the princely chief had set camp in the mosquito-infested Linyanti area, which was claiming many of his subjects. The promise of the land up north was too good of an offer for him to ignore. Normally he relied upon diplomacy, but in this case he thought he would be helping an heir retake his throne. The benefits on the matter for him was just simply a byproduct of noble actions. Luando. A handful of paddlers, Siankondo, his sister Princess Mukamam, Malindi, Tinta, and a couple of their protective detail floated towards Luando Island, the location of a proposed summer palace. They were aboard the Makaunga, a massive wooden power vessel with elephant tusks at the front and a sculpted lion at the top. It was another gift from the Portuguese merchants and the local artisans in their effort to stamp off the Arab traders in favor of the Catholic Portuguese. The islands themselves were peaceful, with animals that had been introduced to mow the lawns, the birds, and the occasional hippos. I used to come here when I was young, with the Great Okan, with Malindi as well. That was a long time ago. Siankondo gave a tour of the island to Tinta. My father wanted to build a palace here, on a small cage over there. He didn't get to do it, he added, as they watched the monkeys and other exotic creatures in their natural habitat. 
Will you? Tinta asked out of curiosity. Only time will tell. I prefer living nature just as it is. Siankondo answered, his eyes on the distant smoke of Shungu, the mighty waterfall and the shrine of the ancestors. The waterfall was very sacred ground, with mist ascending to the heavens while sending a thundering roar to the underworld. A great mystery lay beneath them. Looking in their direction alone was an act of worship. Malindi threw and sumo or spear at Siankondo, interrupting his communion with the gods. Two royal trainers stepped forward in an attempt to prepare the Kyu king for battle. The skilled assassins tried their best to measure the level and confidence of the new king. One by one they attempted their maneuvers they had learned from the far east. One by one they fell as prey before an unchallenged predator. The new king proved to be their master in skill and absolute authority. His spearmanship his small sword fencing, the martial arts, the quick reflexes were totally inhuman. They had come face to face with Irish, the god of war. The Aniko battle continued for several hours as Mukamam, Tinta, and the others watched from a distance. They could do this all day. At least this time I won't be the only one suffering to watch this, Mukamam teased, pulling Tinta towards the other end of the island. He really likes you, you know. Only spears and wrestling make him that excited. The way he looks at you, I can tell you are doing something different to my young brother. What happens at the coronation? Tinta asked her new friend. Although they had recently met, it felt as if they had known each other from a lifetime ago. Strip away the royal duties, the occasional security, and you'll be left with an ordinary girl. A lot of things happen. He cannot, for instance, ascend to the throne and wed. I'd be worried about that if I were you, Mukamamu advised. And wed? Almost screamingly, Tinta confessed. The bricks of truth had just hit her in the face. The topic of a royal wedding was never brought up because Siankondo hid his royalty from her. Now here she was, stuck on a private island in a culture very foreign to her. We want heirs. We cannot have those without a marriage, of course, Mukamamu said in a matter-of-fact manner. I'm sure the council had their eyes on several people since he kept you a secret, of course. What are you two talking about? Siankondo arrived, just in time to rescue her. May I steal her from you? Just a quick moment, he said, gently pulling Tinta by his side, signaling for her guards to remain behind. She says there are women being prepared to be your bride, Tinta accused as soon as they were out of hearing distance. Mukamamua, oh, ah. You know, she can be very traditional at times, Siankondo answered, wiping the sweat from his face. The training had taken its toll on the young sultan. She had studied closely the ways of our ancestors, and I fear... It may have blinded her to the present times. Things have changed. They are not the way they used to be. Are there concubines? Tinta asked, her countenance down. Didn't you trust me? When were you going to tell me about everything? Has all of this been a lie? I would never lie to you. I never lied to you, and I'll never lie to you. 
I simply withheld the truth. He lifted her head by the chin. The reason I left for Zimba poses. For too long, I was defined by these titles, honored for them, feared for them. I, I didn't know who to trust, whom not to. I was always expected to be a certain way. And then I found you. You didn't see the titles. You didn't know of them. You saw me. I was myself around you. For the first time, I felt seen and loved for my sake, and I didn't want that to end. But now I see it was wrong. I should not have withheld any part of myself from you. With eyes meant to look into each other's, they stood motionless as all other noises quietened before the beat of their hearts. This was how it was always meant to be. Under that African sunset, Siankondo asked for her hand in the covenant of matrimony before presenting the matter to the elders. A war is coming. Meanwhile, upon catching news of the king's vacancy, Sekute and his armies surrounded the palace. Join us next week at 4.30 to find out what happens only on Zambezi FM, Livingstone's number one.